ambassadors. I believe that we are all doing well. And with all due respect, I want you to be on your feet. Tonight is a teaching service. The word of God says that study to show thyself approved. A workman who need not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. I tend to ask myself, who is the teacher of the word? Who grant us the ability to understand the scriptures? And it is the power and the personality of the Holy Ghost. And tonight he is right here in our midst to teach us. Anna is not going to teach. The Holy Ghost is going to teach. The Bible says that the anointing shall teach us all things. When you read John, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost will remind you of whatever they've taught you and he shall teach you all things. I want you to pray that Spirit of God teach me tonight. Teach me tonight. Teach me tonight. Lord, teach me tonight. Teach me tonight. I want to be taught. When you read Isaiah, Bible says that your children shall be taught by the Lord. If our children will be taught by the Lord, it means that we also must be taught by the Lord. The Bible says the Lord has given me the tongue of the learned and he has working my ear Morning by morning, Kadiba Rashata, Leva do Sheke Parinte, Kose Bade Labrosha. Power of the Holy Ghost, tonight teach us that we may know. Open the eyes of our understanding. Open the eyes of our understanding. If at all God, thank you, Jesus. That tonight altars of prayer are being revived. That tonight there is fire on our prayer altar. Ha shadidi badoshe kibada da brakiza rosaya hamano no sete shadara badei libadoshe kede de bradara rakusa de brante vada. We bless you, Jesus, that we are taught tonight. In Jesus' name, I would like Vivi to help me sing this song. Ancient words. With all due respect. Holy words, long preserved for a walk in this world. Dearly sound. With God's own heart, oh, let the ancient words impart holy words, Lord, preserved for work in this world. They resound. With God's own heart, oh, let the ancient words impart 
submit myself, O oh God, under your sovereignty. The God, you're working us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take your seats. Oh, hallelujah. Tonight, we are looking at prayer. Prayer. Prayer 101. Talk about prayer 101. We are just looking at the basis of prayer. As Christians as we are, we cannot neglect prayer in our lives. Prayer should be part of our lives. We pray every day. We see people pray. We hear people pray. The Buddhists are praying. The traditionalists are praying. The Muslims are praying. Everybody is praying. But what is prayer? Is prayer meant for only Christians? How do we pray? Jesus, who is our model, the Bible tells us that he was a man of prayer. Jesus began his ministry with prayer. During his ministry, he prayed. And he's still praying. The Bible says that for we've got a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. He's making intercession for us. The person that we look up to is still praying. And so his people must pray. His people must pray. Before I touch on what prayer really is, I want us to look at some of the misconceptions about prayer. In the Christendom. As we hear people pray. As we hear people shout. As we see people kneel. As we see people raise their hand in prayer. People have got certain misconceptions about prayer. The first one I want to talk about is. That prayer does not require a calling. In other words, prayer is not meant for a specific people who are anointed. You will get it wrong if you say that I, I, I am a child of God. I cannot pray. I don't know how to pray. How do I pray? I think prayer is meant for the intercessors. You get it wrong if you say that. Because prayer is not meant for a particular people. Prayer is meant for every believer and every child of God. 
when you sit through the scriptures you realize that you will never find a word prayer warrior so in theology we will say it is a constructive theology for example trinity you won't see the word trinity inside the bible it is a constructive theology but then you will see god the father god the son and god the holy spirit so prayer warrior the word or the term prayer warrior is a constructive theology in the sense that it is it, it means people who pray but then if you look through the scriptures you will find people who prayed people from all walks of life who prayed elijah prayed Daniel prayed. The Bible says that he prayed three times a day facing Jerusalem. So prayer tonight I want you to understand that it's not meant for prayer tower. Hallelujah. Oh glory. Prayer is not meant for the warriors in your church. You can pray. And tonight God is going to revive us. Hallelujah. God is going to pour on us the grace to pray. People think that if you pray for long, then your prayers would be answered. No. There is difference between fervency of prayer and praying for long. The second misconception I want to talk about is that prayer does not require a specific formula. No. The disciples came to Jesus. Jesus teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, "When you pray, see this. The Lord's prayer is a model to guide us in prayer. If you recite the Lord's prayer for reciting's sake, you will not see the power in the Lord's prayer. The Lord's prayer is a topic on its own, and it teaches nine different things." So if we come to church and we just say it for saying's sake, we don't see the power in it. God is not looking for reciters. God is not looking for those who can perform. God is looking for people who can pray from their hearts. Who can understand what they are saying. People who are lost in his presence. So you can quote scriptures. You can read But if it is not coming from within, it has no life. I hope I'm speaking to somebody. So there is no specific formula that okay, I have to start from here and end here. I have to kneel. You see, you have to understand the principles guiding prayer, but not a formula. So for example, one principle is praying in the spirit. Another principle is that the postures in prayer It doesn't mean that when we are when we are adoring God everybody must lie down. No. It is what God is telling you to do at a specific time that you do. God wants you to pray the way he wants you to pray and not the way your prayer secretary is praying, not the way certain warriors are praying. God expects that you understand why you are praying. Oh hallelujah. The last misconception I want to talk about is the scientific view. And I want to speak from a point of theology. When you read a little bit of philosophy of religion, philosophers say that prayer there is no rational behind prayer. We shouldn't pray. And sometimes I read and I laugh. And this this are what they are saying. One is that 
there is something we call telepathy. Okay, let me forget that one. I don't want to go deeper. I want to talk about this coincidence. Coincidence. Some philosophers are saying that when you pray, it doesn't work. But then it is a matter of coincidence. And so if I pray that God, I need money and I get the money. They are saying that there is no entity who guaranteed the money you got. You prayed unto an emptiness. And it is a virtue of coincidence that you had what you had. But it is never true. And, and another archbishop called William Temple said that. Alright, if you guys are saying it's a coincidence. I have realized that anytime I cease to pray, coincidence stops happening. And so for that reason, I find it very rational for me to pray. For the coincidence to keep on coming. So prayer, when time we pray, we are not praying into an emptiness. No. It is not an auto-suggestion. It is not telepathy that your mind connects with another mind of person and you get what you want. No. There is an intellectual being. There is a God who answers prayer. There is a God for which we pray unto. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Now what is prayer? What is prayer? Prayer is a relationship between you and God. Prayer is a communion between you and God. Prayer is a point where you are fell in love with God. And all you can do is to commune with him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible teaches us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 that Pray without season. Pray at all times. Pray every day. Listen, you cannot be a believer who doesn't pray. If you're a believer who doesn't pray, then I am sad to tell you that a lot of things will happen to you by surprise. The devil can crack you at any time. Your life can be shattered at any time. God is looking for people who can understand him. People who come to the place of prayer not because they need something. No. So that is another misconception. We only pray when we need something. A person was invited to church. A person said me, I don't have a problem. So I won't come to church. So I asked myself, do we come to church because we have problems? Then what is your problem? Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. When you read Acts chapter 6 verse 4, the Bible says that we devoting ourselves unto prayer and the studies of the word. So prayer is a relationship. Now what is the primary purpose of prayer? Why do we pray? What is the primary purpose? What is the primary purpose? By Richard Foster, he said that, the primary purpose of prayer is to bring us into such a life of communion with the Father that by the power of His Spirit, we are increasingly conformed to the image of His Son. Oh, hallelujah. So we are praying because 
We want to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. We want Jesus to be expressed in our lives. We want to be a replica of God. We want to be just as God is. Imagine you have a son who doesn't talk to you. He only communicates to you when he needs something. How would you feel? So that is why prayer is not only when we need something. Prayer is a lifestyle. Prayer is because you want to have a special relationship with God. So it depends on how you will speak to God. Nobody should dictate to you how you should pray. It, is, it depends on the relationship that you have with God. Somebody can build a relationship with God to the extent that when the person is praying, you won't hear the person pray. It is the spirit that prays. Oh, hallelujah. Please, I hope you are learning something. Oh, hallelujah. So prayer is a relationship. You must have a revelation of what you are saying. Oh, hallelujah. Now, there are different kinds of prayer. Different kinds of prayer. Please, I want us to learn, hallelujah. It's a a teaching service, so we are learning. There are different kinds of prayer. We have prayer of thanksgiving. And it is a prayer where you are telling God, thank you for the food provided. Thank you for the accommodation. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. So prayer of thanksgiving is when you, 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 you honor God for what he has done for you. So in First Thessalonians chapter 5, Verse 18, Bible says that be thankful at all times. When you read Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible also says that we should be thankful. As we pray in the spirit, we should be thankful. The second kind of prayer we want to talk about is prayer of adoration. Prayer of adoration. There has been times in my life where I went to the place of prayer. And all that I could do was to adore God. There is difference between adoring God and thanking God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I think the VV people will understand better. There is difference between thanking God and adoring God. I am thanking you because God has done, I'm thanking God because God has done this for me. But I'm adoring him for who he is. Not necessarily what he has done for me. So whether I had accommodation or not, he is God. Whether I am sick or I am strong, he is God. Whatever that happens in my life, he is faithful. And that is what it means to adore God. And so there can be times in your life where you go to the place of prayer. And all that you can do is that God, you are faithful. That is why David could scream and say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. And David continued in prayer and said, forget not all his benefit. He forgave me all my iniquities. He healed all my disease. He renewed my strength like that of the eagle. It is prayer. You don't have to come and stand, God, I need this, I need that, before you realize that you are praying. No. Adoration is prayer. God, I am weak. But your word says, oh God, that though my outer self fades away, but my inner man is renewed every day. I thank you that you are the refresher of my soul. The Bible says that the mountains, they melt before the presence of God. 
The oceans roar. If you do that, you are adoring God. Then we have a prayer of supplication. Request. So now you, prov- you tell God what you need. So in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Right? Be anxious for nothing. But in all things, by prayer and supplication. So supplication in the ancient term is request. Let what you need be known to God with thanksgiving in your hearts. So, please, I hope you understand the forms of prayer. Please, are we getting it? Are we getting it? Hallelujah. Then we have prayer of intercession. So, you go to our churches and they'll be like, intercessory prayer. So, intercession is where you pray, not for yourself, but for other people. Where you pray, not for your own self, but you intercede for your VIP. Hallelujah. You intercede for your prece. You intercede for your family. You pray for them. You forget about yourself. And you pray for them. That is intercession. So Paul will ad- admonish Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. That we should pray for all kings, those in authority. And Paul will say in Colossians that. Since we heard of your faith, we have not ceased praying for you. Prayer of intercession. There there, there are graces for that prayer. Hallelujah. Tonight I pray that God will keep enlightening us. I pray that as this teaching is going, your eyes will will be open. For you to understand certain things. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So I want to look at how then should we pray. I've said that we don't have a formula, but we have principles. How then should we pray? How should we pray? How should we pray? The first one I want to say is that you've got to pray with passion. You've got to pray a heartfelt prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, because most of us can speak in tongues. Because most of us can pray in the spirit. We raise a prayer topic and all that we do is we start speaking in tongues. But I want to ask a question tonight. That are you conscious of what you are saying? You don't just start speaking. No. You see, I've learned that when you take your time to even speak in the language of the spirit. When you hit something, you feel it in your, in, in your spirit. There have been times in my life where I'm just praying and all that I can do is to cry. I'm not praying for money. I'm not praying for anything. I'm just speaking in tongues. Because what I am uttering, mine cannot phantom. Pray from your hearts. Understand what you are saying. Pray from your hearts. Pray from within. Forget yourself. Forget the people around you. And pray from within. A heartfelt prayer. God is looking for people who can pray from within. Who can understand what they are saying. Not just following a certain routine. No. No. Pray with thanksgiving in your hearts. I want to say this. That... There is a tragedy in life. And the tragedy is this. The tragedy in life is not an unanswered prayer. 
but unoffered prayer. Did you get what I said? It is not an unanswered prayer, but unoffered prayer. Most people will say, when I pray, I don't see result. That is not the problem. It is because you are not praying. You are praying, but you are not praying. You are praying and you are thinking about the blah, blah, and blah. Yes. You are praying or thinking about, hey, tomorrow I have to go here, I have to go there. No. See, when you are praying, let your mind. The Bible says that we should set our affection on things above. Colossians 3.1 You need to be lost in the spirit. And this is the most important thing I want to talk about. Pray with the word. Most Christians are missing it because we don't study God's word. People of God. If you want to see results, pray with God's word. Speak to God back with his word. John chapter 1 verse 1. The Bible says that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Alright. Now Jesus said that I am the word. The, the, the things that I speak to you. The words that I speak to you. They are spirit and they are life. Now back to Hebrews. He says the word of God is living and active. So if the word of God is living and active. And Jesus is saying the words that I speak to you they are spirit and they are life it means that when you are praying and you are using the word of God your prayer must what receive answers Jesus said I am the resurrection and the life so if Jesus is the word then there is life in the word of God there is power in God's word we don't call scriptures for quoting them sake when I speak the word of God the Holy Ghost flows through me the word of God is the will of God. In James chapter 4 verse 3. The Bible says that we pray. But we pray amiss. We ask. But we ask amiss. So we don't get what we need. That is what the Bible is saying. That we ask for our own pleasures. But listen. If you know the word of God. And you pray with the word of God. You can't miss the will of God. No. You can't miss it. Because the will of God is the word of God. What the word of God does is that it separates purpose from lust. It separates the will of God from your desires. So when you are speaking the will of God, when you are speaking the word of God, God is moved. Now let me give you this mystery. God is not actually moved by your emotions. Mm. Mm -mm. God is not moved by your emotions. God is moved by his word. The Bible says in some that he has exalted his word above what? His name. The word of God has been exalted above his name. Above his name. Meaning that you need to pray through the word, with the word, by the word, and for the word. You are sick and you are praying, God, your word says, in your stripes, 
I am healed. The Bible says that God, you sent forth your word and you healed my disease. I decree I am healed. Nothing, some, there are things that are not going well in your life. You pray and you say, God, the Bible says, you shall supply all my need according to your riches in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that God, you can do all things exceedingly abundantly. You speak to God by his word. By his word. By his word. But if you don't have the word in you, how can you pray with the word? Colossians Bible says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Be full with the word. Speak the word. Eat the word. David said, God, your word is sweeter to my taste. Your word is sweeter than honey. I will meditate upon your scriptures. Early in the morning will I rise and meditate on your word. I forget something. Meditation is a form of prayer. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. So meditation is a higher dimension of prayer. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glow on our way while we do Trust and, and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what the glory His Word, His Word, His Word, His Word. God, open our eyes that we will understand your word. Help us that we will pray with your word. Father, teach us, O God. Teach us to be happy in Jesus. But to trust and obey. Amen. I want to end by saying that. Let the word of God be dear to your heart. You are a living epistle. How can you live if you don't study God's word? Pray with understanding. Pray in the spirit. 
Ephesians says that we should not be drunk with wine. But we should be filled with the spirit. The Bible says that walk in the spirit. And you shall not gratify the desires of the flesh. Galatians. The Bible says that to set your mind on this earth is death. But to set your mind on the things of the spirit is life. So pray in the spirit. Build a relationship with the Holy Ghost. He is the great teacher. He will teach you how to pray. He will teach you how to commune with him. How I commune with God can't be different from how the Holy Ghost will teach you to commune with him. So all I want to say tonight is that the basis of prayer is built on the person of the Holy Ghost. Because he can teach you and teach you well. So today, make it a purpose that Holy Ghost, I want to know you. Hallelujah. With all due respect, I want you to close your eyes. The Bible says that pray that you may not fall into temptation. Meaning that when we fail to pray, we die. When you fail to pray, One thing I've realized in my life is that anytime I neglect prayer, I become light, very light. Sin enters my mind because I'm losing the presence of God. Prayer make us, make, makes us conscious of the presence of God. Prayer makes us holy. So Bible says that prayer, lifting up your holy hands in prayer. When you don't pray, you die. Most of us are dead spiritually because we don't pray. When you pray, you become like God. When you pray, you align your spirit with the spirit of God. It gets to a point in your life where you become just like God. You speak like God. So it is not one of the Bible says that come, let us reason with God. For we have the mind of Christ. You can't have the mind of Christ if you don't speak to him. Let me tell you something. We don't only pray to God. We pray with God. We don't only speak to him. We speak with him. So when you pray, you must expect to hear from him. Don't, be, don't, don't rush in prayer. Take your time. Speak with him. Speak with him. Tonight I want you to pray. Tell the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. Fill me up. Fill me up. I want to be full of you. I want to be intoxicated with your spirit. I want to be lost in your spirit. I want to touch the frequencies of the spirit. I want to journey into God. I want to fly on the wings of the spirit. So grant me utterance tonight. Grant me the grace, oh God. Let the fire of prayer fall upon my head. Let the grace to pray like never before fall upon my head. When we pray, the fashion of our countenance is altered. So the Bible says that as Jesus prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. We change, we bright, we glitter. The devil cannot stand you. You become unbreakable. You become unstoppable. No devil can dare you because you've got Christ inside of you. You've got God in you. You have built a system in you that no devil can dare touch you.
speak in the language of the spirit with all understanding God help us pray help us pray oh God help us pray well oh God help us pray help us pray according to your will we will not just greet our teeth but we will pray from within we will not just make noise but we will pray from within can you be upstanding please even as you lift up your holy hands in prayer I will be out in the next two minutes with all due respect I want you to lift up your hands you see we are here you wake up in the morning the first thing you do is that you take your phone. Have I gotten messages? But listen, Christianity is not about that. Christianity is a relationship. Listen, God is looking for people who can sacrifice their will. I was learning something and I got to understand that some of us have only added Jesus to our lives. Some of us have only added him. We have not submitted our will to him. See, the Bible says Jesus Christ is our Lord and personal savior. Some of us, the Lord Jesus has become our savior, but he's not our Lord. When, when Jesus becomes your Lord, it is when you subject your will. You don't have an option. You only obey what he says. So listen, the, the greatest weapon in the life of the believer is not prayer. The greatest weapon, it is not prayer. It is obedience to the word of God. He says, you shall ask anything in my name and I shall do it. We pray with faith. We pray with faith. If you don't have faith, your prayer cannot work. We pray with faith. He says that before you even asked, I the Lord, I knew it. If you have faith like a master seed, you can say to this mountain, move and it will move. You can say to that sickness that is tormenting your life, move and it will move. Hey, shadow, brother. James chapter 1, verse 5. The Bible says that if you pray, do not doubt. Do not doubt. Believe that you have received it. Believe that it is with you. See it. Behave it. Speak to God. Fire burn upon our altar tonight. Burn upon our altar tonight. Burn upon our altar tonight. Holy Ghost, move on me around us tonight. Move over us tonight. Let us see your face, O God. Let us see your face. In the name of Jesus. We are praying this last prayer. Tell the Lord our God, help me to devote myself to the word. Susanna Wesley said that the gospel is believed and behaved. Ha ha ha. Hey, the word of God is believed and behaved. So if you believe the word of God, that in his stripes I'm healed and you are sick, you behave as though you are healed. When the academics is not going well, you stand up in the morning. You believe the word of God that says, for Christ is made wisdom. Oh, and you behave as such. Speak to God. 
in the name of Jesus, I will never be the same. I've touched your grace. My life must change. I will never be the same. I've touched your grace. My life must change. I want you to sing it from your heart. Father, we thank you tonight. I will never We give you thanks, Jesus. I've touched your grace. My life must change. Jesus, Holy Ghost, revive us unto prayer. Revive us tonight unto prayer. Revive us tonight. Can you lift up your hands as I pray with you? Precious Holy Ghost, I pray tonight according to your will and according to your purpose. There are many that are among us that need a stir up right now. By the count of three, let there be a stir up in their spirit. As many of us, O God, who cannot pray because of laziness, because of indiscipline, right now, one in the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, brood over us, move in the midst of us, two in the name of Jesus, three, receive the grace of God, receive the power of the Holy Ghost, Receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Touch the power of the Holy Ghost. Be stirred up unto prayer. Be stirred up unto prayer. Be awakened unto prayer. Pray like never before. Commune with your maker. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Levedosha. Hibadosha dabrahada. Anybody sick here? Hear the word of God. I want you to put your hand at exactly where you are sick. Wherever you are sick, just put your hand there. The Holy Ghost is here to heal. He is faithful. Whatever he says, he do it. says, I'm watching over my word to perform. I'm watching over my work to perform. Now be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. In the stripes you were healed. Be healed tonight. From ulcer in the name of Jesus. From severe headaches. Be healed now. Any hole in the hearts. Be healed now. Be healed now. I try it and I speak to you right now. Go away in the name of Jesus. Go away in the name of Jesus. We are blessed and we are lifted from grace unto grace. In Jesus name. Begin to bless the name of God. Bless the name of God somebody. Bless the name of God somebody.
Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you. I give you praise because you are God. The Bible says, Be ye lifted, O ye gates, for the King of glory to enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Lord, establish your word in our lives. Teach us that we will pray continually. Teach us that we will pray without season. Teach us that prayer will become a part of our lives. Teach us that God will be the Christians you want us to be. Teach us that we will love on you like never before. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you.